You're listening to a message from Mattia Ermler, lead pastor of Southridge Church in San Jose, California. This week's awesome message will start in a few seconds. But first, we hope you will stay connected with Southridge by liking us on Facebook or by following us on Instagram and Twitter. Search for the handle at Southridge Now and click the follow button so you can receive uplifting, encouraging content right in your feed. Thanks again for listening. And now, here is Pastor Micaiah. Hey, Southridge, it is great to see you. Welcome back to another week. I hope that you had an excellent week. I also pray that you're healthy and safe. Uh, Just want to let you know my prayer has been going out to you as a church family. We are just totally uh, in this with you. We don't want you to feel alone or isolated. Also, if this is your first time, man, please give us a shout out in the chat, in the comments. Uh, As a matter of fact, everybody right now, uh, let us know your name and then where you're watching from. If you're watching in San Jose, Bay Area, your living room, uh, wherever you're watching from, just shout it out, put it in the comments. Also, let us know, is it your birthday, anniversary, something special that you're celebrating? Or maybe you have a prayer request or you just have a great uh, story that you just want to share with somebody. Please put it in the chat. Also, if you have not downloaded our Southridge app, I want you right now to text 77977 to Southridge app. Get our app. Stay connected with us. Stay connected with us online. Well, this morning I am here. I'm at the ocean. I'm at the beach because I believe that God has a word for us this morning. And it's going to be found in Exodus chapter number 14. If you have a copy of God's word, would you turn there to Exodus 14? Because so often what happens is we get to a point where we can look at a situation that we're as a country, community going through, and we can start to second guess God. We can start to doubt Him and feel like, God, what are you doing here? And what happens is we begin to lose faith, lose heart. And that was what was happening to the children of Israel. You see, what was happening in Exodus 14? They had just been released from Egypt. They're out for three days in the wilderness. And all of a sudden, Pharaoh and his entire country says, Pharaoh, why did you decide to let our workforce go? Let's chase them down and bring them back. So Pharaoh gets 600 chariots, his best soldiers, and he's going to chase them down. All of a sudden, the Egyptian uh, uh, army sees and catches up to Israel. Israel is estimated to be between two and three million people, and they are trapped between these mountains, and then they're trapped up against the, the Red Sea. And some of us may feel like that. You're saying, I feel trapped in my house or trapped in a relationship, trapped in a job. And you feel like there's no way out. Your back's up against a wall. For the Israelites, their back was up against a wall of water. And so you feel trapped. So what are you gonna do? And in those seasons, it's easy to second guess God. It's easy to say like, man, I started following you, God, and this is how you're gonna treat me? This is how you're gonna take care of me? God, I don't feel like that's fair. But notice, what God tells the children of Israel through their leader, Moses. Verse number 11, the Bible says this, and they said to Moses, this is the Israelites talking, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves in Egypt? Why have you done this to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Maybe that's the question you're praying and you're asking God right now. Why have you done this to us? Notice what Moses says. Verse 13, he doesn't answer him. He just says, don't be afraid. Can you just type that in the chat right now? Don't be afraid. Don't get, be afraid. 
You see, we need to be aware, but we don't need to be afraid. You can watch the news, but don't let the news get into your soul. Don't let it make you afraid. Be aware, but not afraid. Notice what he says. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. So he picked up his staff and raised its hand over the sea and he divided the water so the Israelites could walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. I love what Moses told the Israelites to do. He said, stand still. Maybe that's the hardest thing for you to do in a crisis. If you're anything like me, you feel like you've always got to be busy. I can't tell you how many times I've been stuck in traffic and I get fidgety, I get antsy, and I feel like I know another way to get out of traffic. And my loving wife will lean over and say, Micaiah, don't do it, just stay here. This is the fastest route and I won't listen. I'm a prideful man. And so I'll pull off and sure enough, it'll take me twice as long and I end up getting right back in place. And this is what can happen to you and I. Some of us, you may have just lost a job, lost a relationship. The world is literally changing as we know it. And some of us, we just feel like, man, I gotta do something. No, right now, you need to stop and stand still. You say, why stop and stand still? Because Moses wanted them to watch something. He wanted the children of Israel to know who their God was. So he says, watch. What did he want to do? He wanted to refine their focus. You see, before they were focused on the enemy, Egypt, and what they had. Now he wants them to see their God in action. Wants them to see how powerful their God is, what their God's going to deliver them from. And this morning, God has taken things out of your life. He's changed some things. Why? To refine your focus so that you see only him and what he wants to do. So my question is, what are you seeing today that's going to be gone tomorrow? You see, Moses told them, what you were looking at, this Egyptians, they're going to be gone tomorrow. This body of water that we're facing, it's going to be gone tomorrow. So you and I, what we need to do is we need to say, you know what, Lord, I am focused on you. I'm going to refine my focus. You see, where you might see no way, God sees a highway. Where you feel like you're trapped, God says, no, 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 you're not trapped. I've got you positioned right where I need you. Where you feel stuck, God says, nope, you're staged. I've got this next uh, uh, level for you that I'm going to send you on. So he says, first of all, stand still. Second, verse 14, notice he says, but the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Right now, I need you to put in the chat, right now, type this in. Calm is contagious. Would you chat that right now and let the moderator know that calm is contagious? Would you put it out there on the socials? You see, he first of all says, stand still. Then he says, hold your peace. And when he says hold your peace, he's not just saying like, hey, put your hand over your mouth and hold your peace. No, no, no. He is saying, hold your peace. I think of a story how I was at Disneyland with my children. And if you've ever been to Disneyland, you know there's crowds of people everywhere. And we had to get through this crowd. And I got little ones. So I would, I would grab uh, Megan's hand. I would grab Austin's hand. But then I would have uh, a cane in an arm. And man, I wouldn't let go for nothing. And we're just going through this crowd. If we ever had to cross a busy street with cars, trucks, and, van and vans, man, I grab, hold them tightly. And I, I don't want anything to happen. Some of us, we hold our peace too loosely. Anything can take away your peace. Some of you, as soon as you turn on the news, all of a sudden, there goes your peace. It's gone. 
Turn on the radio station. There goes your peace. This morning, you need to hold your peace. You need to hold it and don't let it go for nothing. Don't let anybody take it. The word of God says, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. God hasn't given you fear. He wants you to have peace. Too often we would see uh, signs that say RIP. What's it stand for? Rest in peace. You see it on a tombstone. It used to be very popular in the 1800s. We don't do that anymore. But I don't want to wait till I'm dead to experience peace. You see, God says, my peace, I leave with you. He gave us his peace. If you are a child of God this morning, that means you've given God your life and he, his son Jesus lives inside of you. You have his peace that can overcome any trial, that can overcome anything. That peace that, that's calm in the midst of the storm. My children, they know if they're with mom or dad, they can be at peace because they know they're safe. And you and I, we need to have that same mindset. But yet too often we give up our peace. And it's time to hold that peace. But here's what's amazing. The revelation did not bring the relief. You may be hearing preaching, messages, worship songs, and the revelation is not bringing the relief that you need. But stay tuned. Notice what Moses says in the next verse, verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. It's time we got to get moving. You say, Pastor, didn't you just say to stay still? I know, I did, and the Word of God did. But there are times where you and I, we can't get stuck in complacency. We need to take a moment, but then when God says move, you and I, we better move. And God told the children of Israel, it's time to move. You see, God was gonna use chariots to chase their complacency. God never meant for you and I to get stuck in a stage. And some of you, you're not stuck, you just stopped. You're not stuck at your job, you're not stuck in your relationship, you just stopped. And if you're honest, there's nobody else, it's just you and God, you would admit that, that you didn't get stuck, you stopped. And God has more for you, but yet you've been circling around that same dead relationship, that said dead end job, that said dead aim habits and lifestyle, and God is saying, it's time to move. It's time to get going. Notice in verse 22, the Bible says the people of Israel walked through the middle of the, of the ocean on dry ground. I feel like there's a connection between the miracle and their movement. You see, God wants to do great miracles even in this dark hour, even in this discouraging hour, but it's gonna take you and I moving. Peter walked on water, why? Because he got out of the boat, he moved. Uh, Jesus fed 5,000, why? Because of a lad had a small lunch, he moved. David killed Goliath, why? Because he moved, he got five smooth stones. God has miracles that he wants to do through you, church, through you, and yet you and I, we can't just stay here. I believe this is a great opportunity. It's unprecedented in our history where we have the opportunity to tell more people about Jesus, the opportunity to show the love of Jesus to more people in our neighborhood. There are people that are more open to hearing about Jesus than any other time because people are scared, they're discouraged, they're losing hope in their government, they're losing hope in their community, they're losing hope in the future. There's people that are cashing out their 401k and they're saying the world is over, but yet this is a moment where we step in and we say, no, it's not over. God is on the move. Come on, somebody type amen in the comments because God wants us to move. God wants us to do something. Some of you right now know that God has been telling you and prompting you to do something and you've been waiting. Maybe it's a relationship you need to restore. Maybe it's a phone call you need to make. Maybe it's a career you need to start. Maybe it's the Bible reading plan that you gave up to you need to get back into. Maybe it's the bad habit that God's saying, hey, let's let that thing go. 
You see, the miracle is because they moved. You will never lose weight by watching other people work out. You gotta be a part of it. And some of you feel like, man, I'm gonna get in spiritually good shape by doing nothing. No, it won't happen. Some of you are practicing social and spiritual distancing, but God never intended that. He wants you to move closer to Him. And I know you're scared. Hey, at times I'm scared. But I love this in Psalm 77, verse 19. The Bible says this. It's them talking and recording what they were feeling as they were making the crossing of the Red Sea. It said this. Your road led us through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. You see, you and I, we don't see it, but God has a way. You, don't, you and I don't see a way, but God has a way because he's a way maker, isn't he? He's that promise keeper. And God right now wants to do something extraordinary, but you and I, we got to move. You can't stay here anymore. You can't stay stuck anymore. So it's time that we say, you know what? I've stood still. I've taken it in, but now I'm going to move on what God has called me to do. But I know many people, they don't move. You know why? Because of their mood. Too many of us, what we do is really in direct proportion to how we're feeling. I don't feel like getting up. I don't feel like going to work. I don't feel like staying in the relationship. I don't feel like loving the Lord. I don't feel like serving. Can we grow up for just a minute and say, you know what? I'm not gonna follow the mission because of my mood anymore. Can we just be driven by maturity and not our moods? Can we be the type of people that if Jesus called us to it, that we'll do it? That we don't need somebody to always prop us up, always fire us up, always gotta say, come on, that a boy, give us a medal, give us, give us the accolades. Can we just be the church in this dark hour? Can we say, I'm not gonna live in fear, I'm gonna live in love and I'm gonna tell people about Jesus and, 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 and I'm gonna tell others that guess what, God has not done, he's not finished, that there's so much that God wants to do in this moment. But yet too many times we get stuck. So don't let your mood dictate the mission. God's got a mission for us. You say, why are you using such strong language as a mission? Come on, we're not soldiers. Actually, we are. We're, we're, we're God's army that's supposed to show this world that guess what? There's a great king, a great ruler. His name is Jesus, King Jesus. And if people would follow him and listen to him, we could see a revival sweep this country, is sweep our community, sweep our county. And God wants to start it right here in your living room. Don't wait for it to start at the White House or the schoolhouse or even the church house. It needs to start in your house and in mine. God wants us to start in your heart. He wants you to get back to Him. He's using this crisis to draw us to Him. I know it's, it's, it's sad. I know it's discouraging. Some of us, the only thing you're watching right now is the death count. And God said, hey, if souls are really dying, how many, are you, are you, or how many people are you telling about Jesus? Hey, use your social media tool to tell people about Jesus. Take this message right now and share it to as many people because this is a message of hope. This is a message of life. And the Bible says that Jesus came that you might have life and might have it more abundantly. That's the life that Jesus wants for you. Satan just comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his agenda. That's all he wants. And we saw it played out in the life of Job. Job, you see, if you read the first chapter, you'll see that the first thing that happened to Job was all of his wealth was stolen, then his family was killed, and then Satan tried to destroy him. See, that's how Satan operates. He always has, he always will. But Jesus says, I'm here to give you life. Have you experienced that life? Do you know him? Here's the greatest part. I love the verse 27 of this chapter. It says, so as the sun began to rise, the children of Israel, they marched all night through the Red Sea. You know, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's a little bit scary in the dark. 
I don't know if they had torches, I don't know what they had, but could you imagine walking through the ocean, big wall of water on the right hand, big wall of water on the left hand, and just looking over and all of a sudden you see a shark go by, or you see a jellyfish go by, or you see a dolphin go by, or some uh, Nemo go by. You just, you see these things going by. You see Dory, Dory's lost, looking for a whale, and, and, and they're just going through, and it could be dark, and it would take a long time. You wonder what's gonna happen. But then I love it how it says in the morning came. Great things happen in the morning. Next Sunday, we're gonna celebrate the resurrection. That it was on a Sunday morning that Jesus, he got up out of the grave. We celebrate that there's new daylight. There's new life. It's resurrection. That's what we celebrate. As the dawn light broke, what held them was dead. You say, what do you mean? As the dawn light broke, they saw the Egyptians dead on the beach. The thing that held them and tried to destroy them, they've now been delivered from. God wants to deliver you from something. Some of you are held in bondage to something. This, this is a season God wants to break it, break its hold on your life, break that grip on your life. He wants you to be free from that. And some of you are sitting, you know, you've gone too many years under that addiction, under that strain, and God is saying, hey, this is the time I'm gonna give you deliverance. This is where I wanna set you free from those things. But yet you and I, we've gotta to get to that point where we say, all right, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to surrender to you. I'm ready to give up. You see, God is not gonna drown you. He wants to deliver you. He's using this season. But here's the best part. The children of Israel, they experienced the relief, notice this, as a result of their obedience. As you and I obey God, the relief will be a result of our obedience. So what is God calling you to move on? What in this season, what, what body of water is God saying? I know it's scary. I know it's intimidating, but it's time you gotta cross over it. It's a season where God is saying, this is what I've got for you. And it's daunting. I, I don't know about you, my wife loves the ocean. I'm not a big fan of it. I just feel so small and insignificant in the ocean. But that's the point of it. Right now you feel small and insignificant and God's like, that's okay because I've got you. So hold on to your peace because God's got you. I know you feel like Peter, you're stepping out on the water. You're not sure how it's gonna figure out, but that's faith. Faith is stepping out before you figure out how it's all gonna turn out. So it's time you and I stop thinking that faith is a pill I can swallow. It's a muscle I exercise. So everybody that's watching this, you got a next step. For some of you, that next step is to move on what God has put on your heart. And I don't know what it is. I won't pretend to move, to, to know, but you know. Second, some of you are watching this for the first time, you don't know Jesus. And right now, you need to make the decision to make Him the Lord of your life. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Would you pray it? Dear Jesus, I know that you love me. I know that you died for me. And I want to invite you into my life. Come in and make me new. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, would you let us know in the comments? Would you uh, uh, let us know at info at SouthridgeSanJose.com? Would you call us? Would you download our app and stay connected with us? We love you and we're here for you. God bless you. I'll see you next time. We hope you were encouraged by today's message from Pastor Micaiah. If it was a blessing to you, don't forget to share it with a friend or family member this week. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. Get in touch with us by visiting SouthridgeSanJose.com connect. Again, that's SouthridgeSanJose.com connect.